Welcome to HFL Storytime. The purpose of this time will mostly be to share stories of what God's up to in the world, sometimes at macroscopic levels, sometimes just stories of where God has showed up and met people and taught people and healed people and renewed people and convicted people, even just in our church. But today, I want to tell a story about a time in my life. Years ago now, I was working with somebody that I found very, very difficult, and I had to work with them quite regularly, and no, it wasn't my dad who I pastored this church with. Well, along the way, I was really struggling to know how to love this person and how to build a healthy relationship. They pushed all my buttons. I'm quite sure I pushed all their buttons. Don't hear any self-righteousness in this story. In fact, you probably need to hear the opposite. This was a time where I was running into my inability to healthily relate to somebody and love them. And don't even ask about how I sort of tormented this person's mental health concerns. I I didn't know about mental health. This was quite a while ago now. Uh, It wasn't talked about very much back then, and I'm not making excuses, but... Well, that's another story. I can tell you more about that if you want to know about the depths of my sin. Anyways, I'm struggling like crazy to love this person and have a healthy relationship with them. And one day, as I'm talking to God about this, the thought came into my mind that I needed to think about this person as one of God's kids. And specifically, the question that popped up, which rocked my world, was when I look at and fill in the blank of this person's name, when I look at that person, what is it that I love? I wasn't a dad at this point. It was several years before I was even married. But I understood the basic idea that every parent looks at and loves numerous things about their kids and just loves their kids. And essentially, what God asked me to do was to go back into this situation where I regularly interacted with this person and to start looking at this person the way a loving father would. Not just looking for the odd characteristic that might be okay. I mean, I thought this person was really annoying and immature and I didn't like them at all. But to look deeply at this person and notice both the qualities and attributes and characteristics that God loved, but also to begin to just see them as a child of God. That literally changed the direction of my spiritual formation. At the end of the day, spiritual formation is about learning to love. And I was coming into both my inability to love, but also into a game-changing question. I think today that the Holy Spirit brought that question to mind that I needed to start to see this person through God's eyes. And that question, how, what does God see? And how does God see this person? That question or those questions have been guiding me and messing with me ever since. I'll finish this story with a brief quote that I think sums this idea up. And let's be honest, this is a moment in time when people are forgetting that this is true even more than they normally do. We are treating one another in horrific ways in the midst of COVID-19, partly because of the stress, partly because of uh, politicization and various other issues. Anyways, in that context, I tell this story. And in that context, let me read you one of my favorite quotes by C.S. Lewis. It is a serious thing to live in a society of possible gods and goddesses, to remember 
that the dullest and most uninteresting person you talk to may one day be a creature which, if you saw it now, you would be strongly tempted to worship, or else a horror and a corruption such as you now meet, if at all, only in a nightmare. All day long, we are in some degree helping each other to one or the other of these destinations. It is in light of these overwhelming possibilities. It is with the awe and circumspection proper to them that we should conduct all our dealings with one another, all friendships, all loves, all play, all politics. There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilization, these are mortal and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. And to go back every day, we are in some degree helping each other to one or the other of these destinations. What does God see when he looks at your family, your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, our politicians, our fiercest rivals and most controversial enemies. What does God see?